Welcome to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. I'm a conventionally trained physician sharing how the body heals and how you can access this state of healing effortlessly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Body TV. I am so glad to be here with you. I'm grateful and thankful to connect this way. Hello to everyone who's tuning in live, and thank you for sharing where you're tuning in from. We have uh, Meryl Guys, Southern California, Diane from Arizona, Kelly from Cape Cod, Casper from Spain. We have, is that Sweden? Uh, we have Terry from Crescent City, Florida, Silver Wolf from, is it the Netherlands? Uh, uh, Susan, Northern California, Simona, hello, Virginia, Ohio, Louisa from Montreal. Great to see you guys. Awesome. Hello, everybody in Instagram. So we do these live broadcasts every week at 11 a.m. Mountain Time right now. <laughs> and uh, I am sharing messages of mind-body medicine, mind-body awakening for self-healing for entering into your true power for stepping into your your real life and letting life activate you letting like manifestation come into your life instead of working hard for it which usually actually has us work against it and today's topic is kind of interesting because it really is the premise for every single thing i'm doing in my work and um it's it's sort of summed up in this idea of letting go or surrender. But there's so many weird questions that come up around this where people are like, but if I surrender, then I'm not going to get what I want. Don't I have to manifest it? Don't I have to put my energy into it? Don't I have to, you know, focus on it and work for it? Isn't hard work a good thing? Like there's so much confusion around this that actually just keeps us in the cycle of the mind in limitation, lack, you know, uh, I'm not healing, my body's exhausted um, disease, like, you know, I've got 10 diseases. I don't know what's going on or wow, I'm, I'm really sweating it for money. I'm working my butt off or I'm, I'm doing work. I don't like, but how do I, you know, what's really available for me? What else could I do when we don't see it? And this, 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 that we are talking about today, I would say is the most, um, like essential way to put it, the crispest way to put what this work is really about, what activates life's magic, what activates the body's ability to heal itself, what activates pure manifestation from what your heart's true desire is, instead of like living in the programs and living in the matrix and running the, you know, the rat race hamster wheel kind of thing, to um, really begin to surrender and let go and let life show you and let life be manifested through you in a higher way than you could have ever done for yourself. So um, I'm gonna share how this has revolutionized my life and continues to every single day when I practice this, when I remember, and um, some really specific ways of how do we embody that surrender and activation so we can see our own manifestation show up. So welcome everyone who's coming in. Um, I am here in Durango, Colorado. I am a ex-ER physician. I used to work in the emergency room. I was board certified in ER. I trained in trauma and critical care. And, you know, there was so much awesomeness to that because I do find that the smartest way the allopathic system is is functioning and is purposed is for the acute or critical care. You know, you're, you can't breathe. We help you breathe. Your arm is off. We can get it back on. And then there's this whole other universe of like, 85 to 90% of what's going on with a lot of people with 
chronic illness that's not getting better no matter what I do. Like, why is my body so depleted? And then as we try to heal, the body's like developing more diseases instead of less. What's going on? Why do I feel so out of control? And what do I do to activate my body's ability to heal itself? So I trained as an osteopathy physician uh, where we understood and studied how the body heals itself, you know, that the body has the ability to heal itself. And then how does that happen? And I have always been, even prior to attending medical school, fascinated with the fact that this can happen, right? Never mind that science, scientists may say, or like, you know, um, pharmaceuticals may say like, well, that's only the placebo effect. It doesn't matter. We're just going to look over here. I've always felt like, no, no, I want to look at that. Why does that happen? How does that happen? And how can we lean ourselves more toward that effect, influencing that self-healing mechanism instead of just overlooking it or disregarding it? And what I found in my years of study has been absolutely amazing. That cancer can literally dissolve in the body and then they can't find a single tumor like the next day. Um, and it doesn't even need to be that instantaneous. Even if it takes months where some of the people I've worked with, where they are dissolving tumors, they are dissolving disease. They do no longer have those diagnoses. What happens? How does the body do that? And how do we support that? And so what we are sharing today is really a major, major um, principle and tool for doing exactly that. And it doesn't just apply to your body and your physical health. It applies to your relationships. It applies to your money. It applies to your work. There's something we're dealing with right now, um, I guess in the realm of finance slash business. And there's like all these weird little um, glitches that have really like <gasps> put me into feeling some energies that have been in my system and letting them come up, you know, instead of avoiding them, or like clamping down, getting it done. Oh, good. Now I don't have to deal with that. It's the opposite. When I do this tool, we're calling letting go or surrender. And I actually embrace my experience and my husband's doing the same thing. Things dissolve that all of a sudden that thing that looked like a total obstacle and it was impossible is a total non-issue. It's, it's non-existent and, oh, well, we'll just do it this way. It's okay. And we find solutions that weren't apparent before, you know, doors open where there were walls. And, and that's like a Joseph Campbell um, quote, you know, that that when you align with that, um, the peace, the serenity, the freedom of what you're actually going for, it allows the physical world to reorganize and different things to happen for you. So the first thing I want to talk about with letting go is this is really just about creating space. It's not about like detachment, like, oh, I guess I don't want that thing anyway, or pretending you don't actually want your body to heal and like trying to fool your system. Like that doesn't matter. You know, if you think of it in like a relationship and you play games and it's like, oh, if I play hard to get, he's just going to come running this way. But it's a game. It isn't actually going to create the connection, union, intimacy of love that you truly desire in your heart. Like no matter how many games you play, it's just going to play, create like a co uh, codependent bullshit <laughs> that has you feel like, oh good, now I have what I want, but not actually have you drop into that true experience of love and union and connection and devotion that you're looking for in a relationship. So it's not about playing a game where you're like, I don't care about that anyway. Oh, now that I don't care about it, it'll show up. Because sometimes people get a little glitchy with that. Like, how am I not supposed to want wealth, 
freedom, well-being, health. How can I possibly pretend I don't care about that? And that is not what surrender is. That is not what letting go is. Letting go is really just releasing the attachment, even just 2%. So you are no longer in that tension, work, and arrangement that keeps the illness or circumstance in place. So everyone just have a few deep breaths as I will as well. Our body is pure energy. We are vibrational and we are constantly emitting a signal, a transmission that has matter, physicality show up in a certain way. Like people are either like, oh yeah, I love you. I'll take care of you. I'll do that for you. Don't worry about it. Or they're like, eh, no, sorry, I'm too busy. People responding to you or like stuff that happens, right? Like you leave exactly the right time that you like don't have any traffic. Whoa, how did I activate that magical synchronicity? Or the body healing and reversing disease. And I'm not gonna list every single thing, but like virtually every disease known to man from like, ulcerative colitis, irritable bowel, um, food allergies, um, you know, reflux, gastritis, um, asthma, autoimmune disease, panic disorder, depression, um, pain syndromes, fibromyalgia. Like you, we really could go on and on. And I have lots of testimonials and things on my website. Um, because we understand the body is energy and that we are creative, you can understand that then the body, the cells are listening and they're either hearing the message of like, I got to work harder. It's not okay. Or I'm not enough. I've got to make sure to improve where we're like running the hamster wheel of self-improvement, reading more, studying more, getting more restrictive with our diet. And it sends the cells this message. It, it strengthens the message that's already there. I'm not enough. It's not enough. And that's a tension message. That's a stress message. That message creates massive amounts of underlying inflammation, underlying um, neurologic sort of, you know, we're in a glitch, we're in a gridlock that the health can't flow. Most of these messages are unconscious. So if you say, no, no, I don't believe in any of that. I feel totally adequate. I don't carry that, which I actually had someone say to me last week and it was it's so obvious that it was a protection, you know, like I've never had to feel that. And I thought, well, she's going to like tell us she's just joking in a second. Right. But that's where she lived. Right. This is um, not someone actively working with me. But anyway, uh, I had um, I've seen how that literally creates that physiology and that tension and that inflammation. And it turns on the genes for disease. It turns off the genes for healing. It affects us epigenetically, meaning it governs how the genes express themselves. So this is really, really essential. And when I say that 2% shift, it's because even shifting 2% that consciousness you're in can allow a massive, massive physical, physiologic and hormonal and like material circumstantial change in the reality you're living. That's how powerful it is. So it's not like, oh, you know, if you've tried everything and had surgery and tried medication and like, I guess you could try this yoga thing. That's usually how most doctors will see it is like, I guess it could have some effect and it can't hurt. And the way I see it 
and know it to be is like this has been shown to be the number one most powerful determining factor of whether you live in health, abundance, freedom, joy, ease, life comes and flows, or you are constantly white knuckling it and like nothing goes your way. <clears throat> and that first piece is non-attachment. So welcome in for yourself right now. And you can also, um, you know, type in here, like what you've been dealing with, what it's been like, um, what comes up when you hear that, right? Like non-attachment, is it like, F you, you don't know my plight. I can't let this go. I've got to drive this. Everything will fall apart if I don't. Or maybe that's been your experience in the past and how you've interpreted it. Um, is it new to you? And you're like, wait, what's non-attachment? What comes up when I say that? Um, I'm just going to look at the comments. How do we create space when we're fixated and scared? Yep. So fear, can I surrender when there's fear, um, by body issues, specifically eye flashes, floaters that ruin my day, which is like, Whoa, this is a lot of fear. This is threatening my sense of survival. We have to control. We, we have no control over this causing us fear. Yeah. And so fear is like the illusion of control. Fear and control are two sides of the same coin. Control is the illusion that um, whatever it is I'm fearing, I have some role in it. Like, well, if I tense up and I work hard and I just hold on to that fear um, and close down in some way, then it might be okay. And so you got to look first at, is that actually creating what I want. Is that actually working for me? Is it actually true? Um, Smith said, thyroid issues, massive hair loss, surrendering my image, letting go of feeling beautiful or how others perceive me. This is good because we're getting into a lot of juicy stuff. So fear. And then that may be like a sense of um, embarrassment, maybe when we have like this image and we have to let go of that. It might even be powerlessness where I have this image say, I'm like a big shot CEO and I got this thing and I got this job and I have this revenue stream and I'm miserable and I'm thinking like, whoa, if I let go of this, who will I be? Will I be lost in space? Will I have uh, a meaningful life? Will I be supported? Um, you got to let go of that image. Maybe people no longer understand me. Like, how could you do that? What do you mean? You had a good job. You're the blah, 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 like fill in the blank with your title. And now you're like, nobody, what are you? What are you doing? What do you mean? Are you crazy? And then the fear that can come with that as well. Like how will I generate revenue to, to support my life or what's going on? So sometimes a sense of powerless, sometimes a sense of embarrassment if we're letting go of um, the identity that we've maybe clung to as like a protection or an armor in the world. Like I've got, I look this way. And so therefore I'm, it's going to be okay. People will accept me or I have this title or this money and this job. So I will be accepted because of that, or I'll be safe because of that or secure. And all of this is conditional. Like my well-being is conditional. My security is conditional. My sense of self is conditional. And so that alone generates a constant, continuous state of anxiety, even though it's like a, maybe a low level state, a background state of anxiety continuously throughout every moment of every day, even if I'm having a good time. So if like money comes in or I'm having a good time, oh, but I got to go back to work on Monday or if things are going well, oh, but my depression might come back or, um, I'm accepted. I'm loved. Oh, but I hope this person doesn't leave me. And even though it may feel like, but I'm good right now, 
it's still there generating that underlying tension, inflammation, and restriction. That's what attachment does is it actually cuts us off from flow in your system. So it, you know, like it's a self-fulfilling fulfilling prophecy, what you resist persists. And it's the same thing as saying what you focus on expands. If my attention, even unconsciously, 2% attention is like, I hope it doesn't end. I hope it doesn't fall apart. I hope I don't lose all my money. I hope I don't have another bout of that illness. That's attachment. That's creating an underlying inflammation and low vibration in your system. And your energetic vibration speaks louder than any action you could ever conceive of doing like exponentially louder than anything you can possibly do. So in the book, letting go by David Hawkins, which is just a really great, I mean, it's a great exploration because just watching this broadcast or reading a book like that elevates you into a higher consciousness, elevates you into a higher connection with yourself. So even just viewing this video um, or listening to the podcast or reading a book on audio or physically like David Hawkins' work, Letting Go, um, will bring you into a deeper connection with yourself and a deeper connection with true source. Uh, dysregulated nervous system. Yes, low-level anxiety, fear, worry, overwhelm my whole life. Great. Uh, who would you be without your story? I've been in my own creative he heaven for a long time. I won't let external situations affect my life as much as I can. I respond, not react. Yes, that is what we are moving into. Hello, Lynette. Awesome. All right. And let me just look over here. Um, can you explain surrender and letting go? Yes, yes, yes. We're going to go even more into it. That Patty says, this is me every day trying to read, study, write notes, fix myself. I guess that's the wrong approach. Yes. So letting go is actually the opposite of that. And in the mind, it's like, but then I won't get what I want and nothing could be further from the truth. So when we allow that first step kind of is the non-attachment and it doesn't mean I don't still intend for health. It doesn't mean I don't still intend in my deepest, deepest heart for love and a relationship, a loving connection. It doesn't mean I still don't intend because that is you're holding space for the highest intention for, um, you know, wealth to come easy and, and fluidly, whether that wealth is like you're, you're just making, maybe it's not a huge amount, but you're like, I'm free and living my life. I have the things that are important to me. I'm doing the things that I really value. That's true wealth. It's nothing to do with money. It has to do with, am I living in alignment? Am I free to live in the alignment with who I really am and what I really love and what makes me come alive? Um, which also reminds me to share, we are holding a live workshop on the 20th of this month for so September um, for raising the frequency of your work. So if you're in a business and you're in a work and you're entrepreneurial or assisting other people with their healing or coaching, this is the same thing applied specifically to that. Like, what is the work that you're doing? If you're not in that kind of business, but you know you aspire to be doing work that is in a higher frequency, this is also for you. So um, I just want to insert that here while we while we have it. That's at drkimd.com forward slash workshop. Uh, and that's free for everyone to come on the 20th live, or yes, there will be a recording. Um, and so how do we align with that? And non-attachment is the first thing. So you can hold that intention, 
My intention is for health, vitality, freedom, well-being. Yes, yes, yes. Write it down as you like, if you like. Uh, affirm it. Hold it in your heart. But surrender it because your version of what it needs to look like or how it needs to come or even the timing is going to glitch up the system of you letting it manifest. So like send it off in a big pink bubble, um, hold it in your heart and, and surrender open, you know, just take a breath. This is where we're going. Okay. So that's kind of the first step is moving out of like hard work, tension, white knuckling, gotta have it control, which is always going to create more lack because control is the same frequency as fear. And surrendering that so you move into the higher frequency of allowing. Now, the first step in this process of the, so that's kind of the, the premise. The, the three steps are really become aware of what you are feeling. Like you're going to welcome the experience, the unwanted experience, instead of trying to change it. So this is step one, okay? I'm going to drop into the experience. So I have been looking for this particular, I'm going to get into my own thing right now freaking piece of paper <laughs> that has a certain document and we haven't been able to find it. In the mind, this document is like the key to everything working out because it has to do with this business thing. And then we can, you know, open the right account and then we can, you know, do all the stuff that we need to do. And in the mind, it's like, if we don't have that, like no, nothing's going to be okay. I've got to have this thing in place. Oh, if we can just, then it will all come together. And that's like actually in that dimension of reality, it looks totally true. It's not true at all. My well-being is unconditional. But in the mind and the little story, crap, we can't find this thing. I'm looking, I'm looking. And as I'm looking through my files, I realize like I'm hunched over. I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, huh, I'd rather go for a walk. But I'm like, no, no, I got to look for this. So in my moment of surrender, it was like, okay, take a breath. Could you enjoy this process? I didn't stop and leave and go for a walk. I wanted to, to keep looking, but I at least was like, it's not the freaking end of the world. Your, your body is going into as if this is your survival, like, <gasps> and what is that creating in your moment? What is that creating in your energy? What is that creating in your physiology? One thing I'll tell you, it will create you not finding the thing, like looking really, really hard, but not seeing. So when you're contracted, you don't see. So 2% allowing. All right, I find it. I don't find it. I'm sure there's another way to get this thing completed. Maybe I don't know what that is, but it's okay. Now, what comes up, there's a sense for me of like, what the heck was I doing when I even reversed this thing in the first place? Like, why did I do that? So regret maybe. And it's such a low level right now because I've, I really breathed through this thing. Uh, and it's, it's almost non-existent, but I know there's more. So what I'm choosing to do is welcome everywhere I have wronged myself for like why we're even in this situation we're in and everywhere I've made it wrong that it is the way it is. So what's right about this? I'm not getting. So become aware of what you are feeling. Don't just experience what you're experiencing or try to not experience what you're experiencing. So drop in right now, bring up the thing, whether it's like, I have this thyroid disease, or I'm in this job I don't like, or, oh, Kim, what are you talking about? You don't understand my plight. You're just some fluffy blonde girl. You don't know what I'm dealing with. My husband's a narcissist, like story that seems so concrete and so impossible. Breathe that in. So that's the first thing is become aware of what you are feeling. And you can start 
with physical sensation. If you aren't aware of the emotional, just start with what am I feeling physically? Do I feel pressure in my chest? Do I feel constriction in my throat? Do I feel heaviness on my shoulders? Do I feel pain, physical pain somewhere in my body? That is the first step. And it won't necessarily feel quote unquote good, but it will feel it is more alive. Feeling and sensing is more alive than suppressing. So what would it be like if I let in the experience I'm having and began to become aware of what I'm feeling? Sometimes, like I spoke about in a group yesterday, um, what we're feeling feels totally unpalatable. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to drop into that. So just 2%. Like, what? I'm not going to 2%. I'm going to open 2% to what I'm feeling. So physically soften the body, take a breath. And what I'm going to do for myself right now is like welcome in any last little nuggets where um, I shouldn't have done it the way I did it that led to this circumstance or I, I was wrong. And I am wronging myself. Like when I did this thing, I, I reversed something in this business and now we need to like unreverse it, but we need this piece of paper. And I was rushing when I did it. I was nervous. I was in uncharted territory and I did this action. Now, could I be compassionate for myself and just realize like, Kim, you, you did the best you could and you did what you thought to be the right thing and bravo for trying new things and taking action and it's okay to make mistakes. I could be way more compassionate with myself, but there's this part in me. So this is like an energy living in the system still that is yet to uh, come to full light. And that part is where well, I am absolutely making myself so wrong. Kim, you're just too fast. Kim, you're just too risky. Kim, you're just too blah, blah, blah. Kim, you're so stupid. You don't know what you're doing. Like sometimes that inner little demon can be super abusive. And so if I start hearing it, it's going to conjure up the feelings even more. So you could go with that approach. You could just soften your body physically, think about the thing, and sense what you're sensing. So let sensation come up, not make it go away. You're not going to do that. I'm, I'm telling you, this is the breakthrough. It will make all the difference. So you're going to neutralize this. So let it come up. I'm going to read what people are saying here. KR impatience with it not being here already. Like a kid that just doesn't want to go on time, but knows it's good for them. Yep. So feel that impatience and even feel like, where do you feel what you're calling impatience in your body? If you make this just a sensory experience, you will experience it as pure energy, which it is. Um, and you don't even need to label like, what is the emotion or what's it from? Or the process I just did <clears throat> where I shared like the background of it and some of the, the thoughts behind it and like the inner demon that is saying, you're just too much, Kim. You're wrong. You don't even need that. You just drop into sensation. That's sensing energy. That's letting energy in and that's letting the energy move. So this first step of become aware of what I'm feeling is that first step of surrender. The next piece is presence what you feel. Okay. So invite it. Yes, yes, yes. I love you. Drop into it. Breathe it. Like if it's in a specific area, bring the breath right into that area. Feel it move, feel it expand with the inhale. <clears throat> How do you release attachment when you want to be healthy again? So like I had stated before, you can rewind. Um, keep the intention. Absolutely. Just release the attachment to 
it has to be this way or else. Like I can't be, uh, I can't have any peace at all unless this gets in place. Or like, I'll only be happy finally when this happens. Well, could you let in 2% peace right now as it is how it is? Mm, maybe, maybe not. But even acknowledging that you can't is greater peace. Like it's okay, I can't find any peace and that I'm in total attachment and that I'm in total resistance and I love myself anyway. That in itself is a shift. Uh, I can relate to waking in daily anxiety. Um, Alva, I was in attachment around money because I was scared of not enough because I can't work often. I knew it, but couldn't let it go. And of course, lost my investment. I know it will serve me, but hard. Well, so even welcome the experience of like when you're saying I knew it, but couldn't let it go. That's okay. Welcome the experience you are having. Welcome the experience you did have. Um, oh, hold on a sec. <laughs> oh, wow. I instantly dropped down into my body and in my gut and grounded with my feet when you said that. Oh, that's good, KR. You did do the best you could. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> my husband's in here and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Kids tend to reflect parents' emotions. Could it be possible that she's showing someone else's attachments and insecurities? Yes. I mean, this is the, the energy I grew up with was certainly, you know, we all kind of have a level of wrongness and there's certain things we internalize. Um, okay, so let's breathe into this. So that second piece is invite it. You're going to presence it. So you're aware of the feeling. Now you're welcoming it. So yes, I love you. And if you're hearing that voice of like, how could you have done this? What were you thinking? Tell me more. Tell me more. This is one of the greatest relationship skills I've ever developed was like when that person's melting down and my daughter did this thing was the day before. No, it was last night. It wasn't even the day before yesterday. I made a comment and <laughs> it really hurt her. And I can see how it hurt her. And I immediately just softened. And she's like, how could you say this? And blah, blah, blah. And I tried so hard and like went into this rant and I just was making space for her. Yes, you're 100% right. I, I'm so sorry. Yes, I love you. Tell me more. Tell me more. And let her just emote and like, ah, right? Like, how could you have said this to me? I, I, it was, a, you know, something I wouldn't have, I was just being mindless. I said, okay, this, this is kind of a hot mess going on in your room right now. We gotta, we gotta handle that. And she just melted down. Like I've tried so hard. Look at this. I made my bed. I did this. I did that. I organized this. I am working so hard. And I realized like, oh, that was not a very generous comment. Like she actually had done a lot to keep things in order, but to pull the energy through that person. And yes, show me more. I love you. That's what we're doing in presence. Except you're doing it to the part in you that you think is the bad guy that you think is the, like the saboteur or the negative voice or the negative feeling. And you say, yes, yes, yes. So you're presencing it. That's your step two. Invite it. Do not fear it. Hmm. Hmm. If you fear it, invite that you fear it. I'm afraid to feel this and it's okay. And in the call yesterday, actually that came up where it was like, it's not okay to feel what I feel. I'm feeling too much. I'm too much. I shouldn't feel this. So that's the, in that second stage that may come up where it's like, do you have that idea or that thought? You shouldn't feel what you feel. You shouldn't feel things so intensely. There's something wrong with you if you're feeling that. I mean, I, I live my life with this, right? Especially when you have the capacity to be so deeply in tune and aware and empathetic. And then you're like sensing the freaking shame of the planet and you've carried it in yourself as well. And you're tuning into that. Like, why do I feel this? I should be happy. 
uh, no, get the rid of the should. Feel what you feel. That will always lead to greater freedom. The third step is that you begin to notice what is happening. And in Hawkins' book, he talks about notice that, you know, the shift will happen. But sometimes if I'm looking for the shift, I'm not doing the presencing. So don't like look for the shift. Like, did it, did it get less? Did it go away? Do I still feel the fear? Wait, let me see if the feel's still there. Don't look for the shift. But that third step is that become aware of any shifts or changes that are happening. You know, when we do EFT tapping and you gauge yourself of the intensity, like, oh my God, I'm a 10 out of 10 so upset about this right now. You do your tapping, you do this process, whatever you're doing, and then you recalibrate like, hmm, where am I now? Oh, now I'm at a three. Wow, it really shifted. Let me appreciate that shift. So it's more like have the awareness of where am I residing now? Do not have the expectation of it going down or being less or going away. Rather, have the awareness of like, where am I now? Did it get bigger? Did it intensify? Which is always, always a good thing. Always a freaking awesome thing. Cause you just like took the rug off and now you're really letting the energy move. You're like, Whoa, I didn't know I was going to let the whole freaking Pandora's box. Yes. Better out than in better out than in because that energy is creating your system, creating your health, create, or, you know, interrupting it. And it's creating your life. So do you want to create life from the essence of who you are, or do you want to create life from these programs that got stifled and shoved under the rug and are like still playing out in your system? No, no, you don't want that. So that is sort of the third thing is like, notice any shift that happens. Does it increase? Does it uh, go down? Or is it like, nope, nope, I don't, nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Oh, wow. Just more fear, right? That's just fear saying it's not changing. There's something wrong with me. Oh, noticing that. So stay dropped in and notice you will feel things shift. Mm, for me, it's my back and my kidneys. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you, KR. I found that my mother hated me. Oh, God. So this is an interesting thing because when we live in that identity, right, I'm the one who was hated. I'm the one who, you know, had a, a, a bipolar mother. So yeah, welcome that one in you that thinks I'm the hated thing. I'm the bad thing. That's what we're doing here. Awareness of what you're feeling, what you're sensing, not like an analysis. Well, when I was 10 years old, this happened. And so I think I have blah, blah, blah disorder, or I think I have this thoughts because of that. Like, you don't even, you don't need to do any of that. Not that psychoanalysis doesn't have any role because it can help us sometimes like get to the deeper whoa, densities we weren't aware of, but it, it to actually move them is a whole different thing. So what if I drop into what I'm feeling and have an experience and have a sensation and then I hold space for it? What if I just let myself feel what I'm feeling? Not it's wrong to feel this or I don't want to feel this. I want to feel something else. What if I just let myself have what I'm feeling? Because from a frequency perspective, having those energies and allowing them is an infinite quantum leap higher in frequency than having those energies and um, suppressing them, like subconsciously suppressing them, but your system is suppressing them. You're at a lower frequency. Sometimes people get really worried of like, but if I have fear thoughts, isn't that going to create a negative reality? And it's like the exact opposite. If I welcome them, it's not the fear that is toxic. It's the suppression of the fear. It's not the shame that is toxic. It's the suppression of the shame. 
spent a few days with my family member who was super toxic and aggressive. And even that is a, is a tough thing to like label. This thing is toxic. This person is toxic because sometimes it makes us feel stuck. I couldn't hold my vibration, which is yeah. Now I got hold my vibration. I get, whoa, what if I just screw holding my vibration? I'm going to drop into my fear. I'm going to drop into my judgment. I'm going to drop into my powerlessness because that actually is a higher vibration allowing what's here. So way to go, bold, courageous woman. Ever since I've struggled to feel equilibrium and trust, everything has snowballed. Yeah, because now you're trying to control your frequency. Anytime I'm trying to control, control and fear are the same thing. Now I'm like locking myself into fear. What gets created? A shit show. <laughs> like you can't find the paper. Things aren't working out. No one's calling me back. You have no money. The, the body doesn't heal. I have 20 more diseases. Like all kinds of freaking chaos. And what if that is just a reflection of something usually subconscious that's going on in my system? Don't get frustrated that it's not conscious because as soon as you drop in to allow a feeling and a sensation, it becomes more conscious, like 2% at a time. But that makes, you know, that moves the whole margin. It makes all the difference. I feel such an ongoing sadness and despair from physical pain and current limitation. Robin, this is awesome. So if you can um, soften around the ongoing piece, which is the mind making up a story about it, that like, it's always here. It's always been here and it will never go versus actually just dropping into an experience, right? Maybe it's just so intense and unthinkable and scary. Maybe it's just so big that there's overwhelm. Right. So now I'm not just in sadness and despair. I'm in this layer of overwhelm and powerlessness, hopelessness that is mixed in there with it. So that's part of that second tier of the presencing. Invite it. What if I could just feel what this is fully? And it will shift and change and deepen and like other stuff might come up. So welcome. What if I welcome all of this sadness and despair or maybe welcome like 10% of it, you know, 100%. Like I, I fully welcome 10% more of this, but that I open, that's really what allows the energy to move. And breath is super useful here with that, that second stage of presencing. Breathe and breathe. I welcome you here. It's okay for you to be here. I love you because now I am the space, the compassion, the presence that has space for this, that invites this, that is powerful enough and um, unconditional and unlimited, which is the essence of what you are, to allow this to move through, right? It's just being the container that allows this big, huge thing to move through. And sometimes the intensity of it feels so big that it's like, well, I just got to be bigger in my willingness. And then literally it's like, moves right through the chute. I'm afraid to feel more fear when in fear of something. So it's a vicious cycle. It doesn't need to be vicious cycle because now you're aware of it, right? You're aware like, oh, I got this little idea going on. Whatever that is, welcome that. K-R-O-M-G 100. <laughs> Which book by Hawkins? It's called Letting Go. Andrea, I've been challenged in all ways recently. Yeah, me too. And how is it the best thing that could have happened? Right, because it's it is literally dissolving everything I thought I was. It's dissolving the ego. What it's dissolving is not me. It's not that I am that I am. It's dissolving what I thought I was, and so that's like the ultimate liberation. 
I know I have had a lot of shifts in the last few years. Not sure if all the energy is neutralized or I'm just numb these days. <laughs> if there's not joy, <laughs> there's some numbness. So when we, when we let this neutralize, we let those densities neutralize, what's here is the essence of what I am, which is light, is joy, is peace. So can I find that peace with the fear being here? Yeah, if I'm willing, yeah. And so like, how willing am I to let in everything I've been asking for? even if it feels really intense, even if it's maybe like a little bit painful. <laughs> yeah. Just like birth, like birthing a child. And the more we surrender, the more the body is allowed to do what it knows to do. The body knows how to deliver that child, even though you may not. And it's the same thing with the now moment. The body knows how to move through this now moment that may feel excruciating, even if you don't know how. So my invitation is to practice this, to remember this. And the biggest thing for me, like if you've ever delivered a child, you know, and you get this, like there's no way I would do this unless there was something really freaking mind blowing beyond worth it, which pretty much everybody who has a child, like has that experience. Like, oh my God, I would, I would do it again. Or, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I have this child. I'm so glad, even though this was hard that we have this creation. Um, and so, I, I mean, I know that was true for me. So what would it be that could be that for you? Like in the mind, like nothing's worth this crap. I just don't want to go through hell. Right. It's your resistance that makes it feel like hell. So what if you put um, a reason you put a, why, what would be my deepest heart's desire that would trump all of this? What would it be? So meta it, blow it up. It's not just about you. It's not just about disease free. Like everybody I've worked with either in the be the medicine program or embracing health or privately that I've worked with, it, you know, we come with like, just help me get my disease better. If I just get my energy back, I just want my energy back and then it's good. A hundred percent of the time, it's, it's exponentially bigger than that. What's actually in store being birthed through the process is exponentially beyond that. And a lot of times it's maybe something they could have never conceived of and that it will end up being like this experience of this illness or this cancer or this autoimmune or whatever, just like for myself was the best thing that could have ever happened because it grew me into being who I really am. I realized like the only reason it was here was to assist me in letting go of what I thought I was and letting go of who I thought I needed to be and letting go of everything I thought was true. That was actually a real big limitation and it served me and I let it serve me. And so that is my invitation for you is to like, look at what, what would be worth it known and unknown that maybe I can't even conceive of, but if I did know, what would that feel like? That there's some experience and some me that gets born here. That is all day long worth it. I'm free. I'm unconditional. My joy is unconditional. I am living in freedom. What would, you know, that would be worth going through some discomfort. So keep your awareness of that, whether it's like a specific thing, like oh, I'm finally doing my work and doing what I'm put here to do. And I'm loved and accepted in my gifts and talents and strengths. And I'm in awe and I'm contributing in meaningful ways could be something like that. Or it could just be, I finally get to be free. 
I'm willing to embrace, embody, and presence this moment so that I am free. So whatever it is for you, keep that because that is a strength and you're going to need some strength to, um, to have that willingness. I am at drkimd.com. We'll be live here each week for Mind Body TV on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Mountain in Dr. Kim Doramo in YouTube. Definitely subscribe here in YouTube um, and share this video with anyone and everyone you know and love. Um, a lot of people are looking for this. Like, how do I connect with myself? How do I move through this life that feels so tumultuous and impossible? Um, we do have the free workshop coming up in a couple of weeks on September 20th. That is at drkimd.com forward slash workshop. Everyone is invited for that. And it's really centered around increasing the frequency of your work. Many people feel that their source is like their job or their work. And then if they're plugged into work that isn't the highest expression, they feel stuck. Like, well, I would like to do something, but like, I don't know how I'd make money on it. I'd like to do something else, but like, this is my source. And it's really, a, it's not true ever that your source is outside of you or that your source requires you to like be in that like white knuckling and cutting off my joy and like suppressing myself in order to make my life work. So how do we increase the frequency of our work, of our business, of our um, living? So life is supporting us as we open to life. You all have so much to contribute, especially if you're like empathic or you've been really feeling the energies lately. There's something happening. There's something awakening in you and it is absolutely worth it for you and for all of us. So um, keep tuning in, not tuning out, tuning within and um, just notice, start to notice what gets created. If you're not paying attention to it, um, you might miss some of the subtlety that could actually really fuel you into letting it be bigger. Um, so please continue. Oh, KR said I signed up. I'm excited. The web workshop will be, um, under two hours. So I, or I would just say it's about two hours maybe, maybe a little over. Sometimes it goes a little over cause I've done these before. So somewhere around two hours, um, definitely organize yourself to have a really, really big, uh, expansion because everything is possible when we practice this work of letting go of surrender and of activating that creative power. And that's really what um, we're doing in my Be the Medicine course, where I'm working with practitioners, coaches, healers, or intuitives who are ready to make that transition in life and step into something higher. Um, that program is open for enrollment. It's at drkimd.com forward slash BTM. If you want to look at the page or fill that out or just kind of resonate with that, that alone will create a shift for you cellularly. Everyone is ready to step into a true structure. Who am I truly here to be? How can I truly contribute to the world in a way that also feeds me and make a living in that connection, in that community, in that contribution? Um, it's not a pipe dream. In the third dimensional reality where it's like work is hard work and money doesn't grow on trees and you got to like nose to the grindstone to make it happen. That is a lie. That is BS. That is a belief system. And We've already outgrown that to such a huge extent, and it will be painful when you buy into that. It will be exhausting when you buy into that. And so even though you don't know, like, well, how do I do it in a higher way? How do I honor what's true for me and still make my life work? That is uh, what we do in the Be The Medicine course. It's a four-month journey where I work with you live in a really powerful, intimate group. Um, and the workshop is for everybody because we're going to be delving into this and some of the work of that 
in the free workshop. So I will put the link for the workshop here. It's at drkimd.com forward slash workshop. And I will put the B, the medicine course. The medicine is at drkimd.com forward slash BTM. And <laughs> the link to sign up. Yep, there you go. Thank you guys. Thank you for being here. I will be at drkimd.com. You can subscribe. You can tune into what we're doing weekly. I'm always um, sharing <laughs> at the highest of my capacity every Wednesday here live. So I'm so glad to be here with you. I love you guys. Um, we're, we're connecting with you know, this ascension and this awakening and we're creating new structures, a new whole field of true healthcare um, that supports all of our well-being and all of our highest life, not just, you know, suppresses symptoms and, and keeps you alive, but you're actually dead or wishing you were dead because life can be so miserable. What is real aliveness? And practice the letting go technique. It's subtle, right? It's not a hardcore like, first I got to do this. Okay, now I do this. Like, that's why the mind's like, wait, I don't think I understand it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it's so innate. Let your system show you. Your system knows how to transmute these densities so that you activate something higher. Love you guys. Bye. I'll see you soon. You've been listening to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. For a special download to assist with integrating this work, go to drkimd.com forward slash podcast.